Hi, beautiful people. This is Bimi Shavery, and I'm here with your daily dose of energy. We are talking about relationships. <laughs> How important and significant relationships are. And it is fitting for me to note, no matter when you listen to this episode, I am recording it in Cancerian season. And for all of my new listeners, I am a Cancerian sun, moon, Venus, and Mercury with a rising in Pisces, Gemini, North Node. And I absolutely love talking about relationships, right? Not just in an emotional sense, but all things relationships, because I understand based on my college experience and my um, navigating through my learning of astrology for the past 15 years and also my life experience and just being an individual and a human has taught me a lot about relationships, whether it be intimate relationships, whether it be platonic, whether it be co-workers, whether it be relationship with food, whether it be relationship with your emotional well-being, your mental health, everything. Everything consists of a relationship, right? And so that is what I am talking about with this series. I created this series. It is the new moon in cancer. And um, I've been working very hard creating a lot of relationship type of episodes for you guys, because I do a lot of talking about astrology. I do a lot of talking about the planets and the elemental energy. And I speak a lot about everything, right? But in all of my recording for this audio podcast throughout the years, it has always been a basically a lifestyle audio series pouring into you to make it a space where you understand the growth that is at your fingertips, the beauty in who you are, the beauty in being yourself, the beauty in in, in evolution and actually owning the power of that. Right. It's been a journey. And it is important for us to understand that we live in a society now where people thrive on being in a relationship. Like, I just want to be I got to be with somebody. And it's beautiful. Relationships are beautiful. Connections are beautiful. But it's so important to understand the difference in being attached to something, being connected to something, having chemistry with something and actually choosing to build with someone in something. It's something that is really, really, really intricate to the human experience, right? But a lot of people do not understand that until they're, oh, they've gone through a lot of heartbreaks. They've gone through a lot of pain, um, disadvantages when it comes to intimacy and just trying to evolve in life. And so I am speaking based on a lot of the emails that I've gotten from you guys, a lot of the DMs, a lot of the mentions, a lot of the calls, a lot of the texts, right? About relationships, wanting to know how you can make it work, wanting to know the significance of a partnership. And I am here to tell you, I love the fact that people are speaking about love languages so much now. Like that is just the thing for people to talk about. But I've been talking about love languages for the past 10 years, right? I I read the book. I did the study. My life partner and I, like we did the test six years ago. It was something that's necessary, right? It, it It was a part of my, I'm not getting in a relationship with nobody until I understand how they love and if they, how they love loves me, it works for me, right? Now, 
So to me, that's just the basics of it, right? But that's not even the cusp of what is needed. That is where the beauty of astrology comes in. That is where the beauty of understanding personality traits. That is where it is important to understand how people identify when it comes to an individuality. It, it's important to understand a person's attachment type, their attachment style, and amongst other things, what they think love is, what they view love as, how they show love, how they experience love, what they feel morally is necessary or needed to build that type of love. What is sustainability for them? What does it mean to be in a partnership with them? All of these things matter because when you begin to build with someone or something no matter what type of relationship you're in, if you are choosing to be in an open relationship, if you're choosing to be in a married relationship, if you're choosing to be in a monogamous relationship, we are not speaking about what you identify your relationship as. This is for intimate partnerships that you're building. Right. And no matter how you look at it, whether gender you are, wherever, whatever, however, this is the basics of what it is important for you to really build a fruitful experience and a future with the person you consider your partner. It's important. It's necessary. It doesn't matter what type of label you put on it. If you're building, there are things that are needed in order for you to sustain what it is you're trying to build. So here we are and. Like I said, I'm very happy that people are speaking about love languages and I will do an episode, another episode for you guys for love languages. But that's not something that for me is the I mean, that's like the leaves of a tree, because before you can know how a person loves, you need to know how they view connection, how they understand and adapt to the differences in certain type of connections are they able to evolve and move and change and really adapt to the nature of what they are trying to build with you and have they done internal work to make sure they're able to help sustain their individuality and their individual self-love and nurturing and self-maintenance that is required to keep a relationship flourishing these are all things that are important that a lot of people don't even pay attention to. And so with me being someone who has done and continues to do throughout my duration of life, I do a lot of study. I've done a lot of schooling and I've also just had the best experience in the world when it comes to life experiences with dealing with different people in so many different forms, not quite intimately, but as friends. Right. And I've gone through a lot of different things in relationships. I've, I've come from a very fruitful yet expanded family. So I understand the duality in so many different things, but also just understanding the human makeup, right? Just understanding how people operate on a psychology, like on a, on a level psychology wise, it is just about psychologically what does this person show me okay so this particular episode if you listen to the previous which I'm pretty sure most of you have listened to the previous episode where I spoke about the attachment attachment types okay attachment types differ from attachment styles it is also very 
very important that you understand that even though you may have a certain attachment type, it is not set in gold. It is just based on some certain patterns or a certain way you have grown or evolved or the um, garden in which you were cultivated in has created a version of you. There is always room to evolve and grow and those type of things are very interchangeable so you can be a very secure type of attachment type in one relationship but then you get in a relationship that really tears you down or makes you feel like you're inadequate in any kind of way and it can change you into a total different type of attachment so it's important to understand that these things are interchangeable but it's also important to understand how these things can both benefit and enlighten you when it comes to your partnerships. We are always searching for ways to make more money. We're always searching for ways to be more um, in tune when it comes to um, profitability and looking like we're successful and having the house, the cat, the dog, the picket fence, the nice cars and the money. But everything internal wise is destroyed um people are not happy even with the greatest of things they're not happy and why is that because there are there's some work that was neglected along the way and sometimes you can be so far gone from the work that's needed that you would rather abandon the whole house and the whole space that you've built because it's just it just takes too much to redo and undo all of the things that have led you to this particular space right so today, um, it's important that you understand when listening to this, these are not absolutes, right? It, it's, it's definitely based on <laughs> psychology. It is um, definitely rooted in neuro and psychobiological factors of human behavior, but it is all interchangeable, right? It, it's not just oh, this is what I am. This is what I'm going to be like. It's not just like being a black woman or being a white woman or being an Asian man. No, it's about, OK, I can't change my ethnicity. Right. But I can change my behavior. So I can't change my way of attachment or how I um, have been previously showing my subconscious attachment type style but I can consciously go through evolving in a way that helps me become better. So there's a difference. And when it comes to our intimate relationships, we neglect a lot of the key parts because we feel like if I'm feeding you, if I'm having sex with you, if I'm providing for you, if I'm doing what all of that is cool. But me. OK, I'm a different type of woman. OK, and based on my tribe of people, y'all different types as well. There's a little bit more substance that's required. And I know that it's cool to just be out here and do whatever you want to do, because I mean, that's the thing. We just want to be having fun. We just want to, you know, it's cancer season. The sun is out. Leo season around the corner. We just want to go out here and just do the most. But when it comes to your partnerships and it comes to your life and it comes to longevity and it comes to really building something fruitful, you're going to need substance. And being in cancer season right up off this new moon in cancer right after the full moon in Capricorn, this is about structure. This is about 
really, 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 really creating a solid foundation that you are truly confident in, that you truly can stand behind, that you really have invested in and you feel a sense of inner knowing that you did the right thing for. That is what we are dealing with now. That is where we are. And so it's important for us to understand how these different parts of ourselves affect our lives in partnerships. There are people who feel like, you know, there's nothing they could do to make a person happy. A lot of times, yes, it could mean that you're not meant to be together, but a lot of times it just takes a few tweaks in you understanding who you are and who they are that really connect the dots for you in a way that you never even envisioned. Okay. So today we're going to talk about a few different, um, attachment styles. Now, attachment styles are different than attachment types. Okay. Um, but first let's talk about what, how can an attachment style even affect our intimate relationships? What are they? How can they affect our relationship? What is it that we contribute to it and how can we change them? And do we need to, right? So first of all, it's important to understand that our brain is really in control of a lot of things. Our brain and our hearts are interconnected. Even though we try to separate them, they are very much so interconnected. Okay. But sometimes when you're operating out of a logical space, always you miscommunicate. But if you're operating out of emotions in your heart, always you miss the logic, the logistics that are needed for you to be able to transmute whatever it is that you think you're feeling into a space that's more practical. Now, a balance is needed. A balance is needed. I don't like a person that's too logical. I don't want to talk to a person that doesn't understand the duality and emotion. You have to be an emotionally intelligent person to be able to navigate through the waves of life. Avoiding your emotions is not sufficient and not being able to logically process is not as either. So you're going to have to figure out a balance, a balance that works for you. Not a balance that the world thinks, but a balance that operates for you. And being someone who is a Cancerian, I am most water in my birth chart. Okay. Um, you really, I mean, even my Mars is in Scorpio. Like we're not going to get on that. We're not going to get in that. I'm just, it's a lot of water. Okay. A lot of deep water, a lot of passion, a lot of intensity, right? But at the same time, I have a Gemini North node, which means communication. It's air. My South node is a Sagittarius. It's freedom. It's liberation. It's coming out of the restraints of what I think my life should be. It's about really embarking on the duality of everything that I am, but also feeling through those things. Okay. How I process emotion is logically and emotional, but my emotion, my heart works up, right? It works up. It's not my mind. Then I think about what I'm feeling. Then No, it's, I feel it. I process. And then I expunge. That is how I process. But when it comes to relationships, it's important to understand the balance that's needed within your partnerships. Um, understanding that Your way isn't the only way, but also how you are isn't the only way to be. 
there are so many different aspects of the human experience and people go through so many different things that create an environment in which they either thrive or don't. And when we speak about relationships, people think the basics of a relationship is if I sex you good, if I feed you, if I pay for the bills and I don't nag you um, and I stay physically appealing, then we're good. And that's so like elementary. OK, because, again, I'm a person who operates out of that depth. Right. I, it, it's deeper. I don't like it. I don't want to be a part of it. So for me, I understood easily and early on that it's the depth that sustains a relationship. It is not the physicality. They all work together. If I'm internally whole, then my exterior will be. If I'm internally whole, then my relationship will be. I have to be able to bring forward from within out what I desire and what I want for everything to be what I'm requiring it to be. Now, understanding that not everyone is there and also understanding that not everyone knows how to be there. So that is where we as humans have to come in, especially when it comes to partnerships. When it comes to partnerships, we have to understand that sustaining a long term relationship is both about being compassionate, having empathy, being practical. It's also rooted in neuro and psychobiological factor. And all of those things influence our behavior, everything, our experiences, our past, our life, our heritage, our traditions, our being in this world in general. All of it contributes to who we are and who we show up as in our relationships. Okay. Now, in order to better understand the person that you claim to be in a relationship with, it's important to understand their childhood patterns, their upbringings, the way that they were loved or were not loved, the way that they were protected or not protected, the way they've had to survive to become who they are, what made them, what drove them, what fed into them, what fueled them, what hindered them, what caused trauma, what caused pain. These are things that a lot of people don't take the time to get to know about a person before they commit to them. They commit to what they like. They commit to the feeling that the person gives to them. They commit to the things that the person does for them. They do not commit to the soil because Understanding the soil is where you understand what is needed to sustain the growth that comes from that soil. If you don't understand the soil, then you'll think that planting your little pumpkin seeds in that soil will be fruitful and they won't if that soil isn't made for pumpkin seeds. So it's important to understand the dynamics of which you are choosing to cohabitate with in all areas of your life. And one of the ways that we do that is by really getting to know the person, understanding the person's attachment patterns, understanding how they see things. Um, these things are interesting, but also a reminder to not take it so personally as far as the type of personality style, because the personality style is bending. Anybody can have a secure relationship regardless to the style. Now, the attachment type is a bit different, but the attachment style is something that is 
not quite limiting to a thriving relationship, but you, in order to really understand your partners, it is very uh, important for you to be able to grasp the different aspects that make that person up. The same as love languages, people's love languages can change, right? Depending on the seasons that they're in sometimes, depending on the relationship that they're in, but your love language is just the basics of who you are as an individual. But then as time goes by, the more aware you become, that's when you'll recognize, oh, well, you know what? I, I really kind of don't like that particular, you know, I like that, but I'm okay with this too. Like it's a changing, it's the interchangeability of it. And that's something that is important to not be so stuck on what you think you know about yourself and also what you have perceived to be reality for someone else. Okay. So when we're talking about sustaining a relationship, we're also talking about understanding the dynamics that make them who they are. Okay, so let's talk about the different attachment styles. So you have the island, you have the wave and you have the anchor. Okay, now I'm going to explain to you the differences in those three. When I speak about the differences of the three, you can make notes, you can decide which one you are um, or which you may have a bit of all of them. Who knows? But then you'll be able to also compare it to your partner, you know, explaining the three to your partner and seeing which three they are and then trying to figure out, just like with the love languages, how you fit in into each other's style of attachment. OK, now, remember, Attachment. What is attachment? Attachment is to adhere, to join, to to bind something together. Okay. Connection is the intimacy. That's the intimate bonding. That's the intersector that connects you. That's the sur that's underneath the surface. That's the substance of it. Okay. So let's talk about the different styles of attachment. The island. So people who are the island or the distancing ones. These are the people who fear having their autonomy taken away. They fear having uh, their freedom and their mobility taken away. They feel like if I'm in a relationship, um, this person is going to limit what I'm able to do, my freedom, my ability to just be who I am, my individuality. All of these things are something these people hold very sacred. Okay. This type of attachment style is really owning the individuality is very difficult for them to reduce parts of themselves to be a part of anything because it just doesn't feel like they're able to be themselves. And so this can come from experience of feeling like you've been used, you've been um, exploited, you have been abused and discarded, you've been mistreated in any kind of way. In families where there's a strong emphasis on self and importance of performance and appearance in regard to money, power, beauty, intelligence. These are the things that are valued in a distancing family. So the core of who they have become and the core of who they are is rooted in what they have. It's rooted in what they do. It's rooted in who they have become or who they don't become. Right. That's their value. And so if I am in a commit a commitment that prevents me and prohibits me from being able to accomplish the things that 
I view as my identity, then I will not be successful in this relationship. I'm not going to work in this relationship. This relationship is not going to be fulfilling for me because the focus is always on myself. It's always on perfection. It's always on uh, being able to stand out. It's not a lot of emotion here. It's not a lot of um, contact maintenance, you know, sustaining of the intimate portion of a relationship. You may not hear the words. I love you. You may not feel somebody wanting to spend a lot of time with you physically, unless it's for you to do whatever it is that you're trying to do performance wise or supporting that. But the love and the emotions, they're not really there. They're, they're felt, but they're not there. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not evident. They're just, it's just one of those things that I know you love me, even though you never say it. I know you care about me, even though you never hug me or you never, you know what I'm saying? These are just the things that, and how it is, it comes off. Okay. Now, if a person like this is in a connection, in a relationship with you, you may find that after so long of being connected to you or in a close vicinity, too intimate, too close, too mushy, too emotional, they distance, they go away. This could feel like uh, in today's sense, it's quote unquote ghosting, but it's really just the inability to sit in a space that feels too smothering because they're not accustomed to that. They're not accustomed to that feeling of uh, constant, you know, all up in my space. And you're not asking for anything but me to give you an emotion that I don't even know how to express or feel. So it's these type of uh, individuals, islands is, is what they're called, tend to lack both of these things. They tend to lack the ability to contact maintenance and the ability to seek proximity in their connection. So they don't really like to contain a lot of physical contact or eye contact to talk about the relationship or emotions. They tend to want to be alone. Um, they tend to feel a lot of interpersonal stress because they have to perform. They have to show up. They have to be, they have to do. They're constantly chasing, constantly on the go, constantly hustling. Um, and oftentimes they could come off as feeling very used because they feel that people demand things from them and it's never really reciprocal. So they're only there at the benefit of others. So they're mistrusting and there's this resentment that builds up. It's this need you know, it's a resentment about being needed, even though that's where they feel their value is. They don't like it. They're miserable there, but they have to continue to do it because it's become who they are. And so there's this inner battle that's always taken taking place, you know, and oftentimes there are concerns or problems with feeling disappointed in people and things constantly finding fault with their partner. Um, sometimes it's a problem in seeing their partner as an extension of themselves rather than a separate person. So they go at this space where they feel as though you're against me, you know, you're against me. You're not really for me. You just want me like everyone else wants me because I can give something to you because I'm so successful because I have all this money because I do all of these things. That's why you're in my life. That's what you want for me. That's what you need for me. And that is not 
always the truth, but it is what they've been groomed to believe that they are worthy of. And so a lot of times this takes a bit of work on the self, a lot of reflection, a lot of um, really digging deep in identifying the core of the reality in the person that you're with. And you have to be with someone who understands that it's not me who's the enemy, even though you are battling me as such, the enemy is within you based on the perspective and the perception that you have because of how you've been treated all your life or within your recent relationships. Okay. The second one is the wave. Now, again, we can all be a mixture of all of these, right? Um, all of these. And that makes a complex human, but it is what it is, right? So the wave are people who are afraid of abandonment, withdrawal, and punishment. Um, they're inherently um, ambivalent, right? Especially to the point of getting what they want. Before that, um, they're not ambivalent, but as soon as their partner is there, as soon as the partner is loving and present, um, there's tendency for waves to push away because they're anticipating the other shoe dropping, right? This is a person who is constantly expecting you to walk away, constantly expecting when it gets good, you're gone. Um, this, that is that energy of it's just too good to be true. You know, it's not really going to last. This is just for the moment. Let me enjoy the moment because it ain't going to last. Um, and my fear as a wave is that if I'm a wave, my fear is that you'll eventually reject me. You'll dump me. You'll stop loving me. I won't be good enough. I won't be beautiful enough. I won't be handsome enough. I won't make enough money. I won't be everything you want me to be. I won't be the person that you fell in love with. So I got to keep up this appearance. I got to keep up this idea of perfection. I got, I can't let you see my flaws. I can't let you see, you know, my quirks. I got to just be on 10 all the time because if you see me as a nine, you're gone. And Sometimes it could come off as them thinking, oh, they're going to think I'm too much. And I really think you're going to think I'm too much because inside I, I really think I'm too much. But I don't want to come off too needy. I, I don't want you to view me as too needy. You will chastise me. You know, it, it's that type of energy that is so unstable because of the lack of confidence and insecurity within self. And so these type of people tend to push people away because it's a, it's a defense mechanism, right? It's I push you away. I reject you. I abandon you. I say mean things to you. If I feel that you've done something to hurt me before and if you haven't done anything to hurt me, I do it before you can. So I do it first. So you can't do it to me. Or I say something bad about myself. So you can't say it to me. Or I cause some kind of drama because I, I feel like eventually you'll do it. And then, you know, it, it's just that roller coaster of let me punish you before you punish me type of energy so that you can feel how I will feel when you decide to do it. It's that type of manipulative thing that is staring from internal insecurity and distress so for the waves it's like when they feel like they're being left 
or discarded. It can go into a space of feeling really, really sad, really depressed, go into this dark place, uh, angry. And it's not that they mean to be this way, but it's the insecurity. It's the feeling like they're inadequate, feeling like they aren't worthy. They're on, they really aren't worth love. They aren't worth a sense of value. Um, and so they self-sabotage. They're more sensitive to the separation than they are to the connecting. And so when they allow you in, even though they try to push you away, it's because of the fear of you leaving. But if they push you away, they feel a sense of more I'm in control, even though that hurts them more than it is to fight to stay in the relationship. It's that type of instability. And it's literally like the waves because it is really, really, really all over the place. And it can drown you just like water. Water is very powerful. It can heal you, but it can also kill you. So it, it's just figuring out a balance between the emotional instability internally, because that's where it's coming from. And um, if you're this type of person, it's just basically figuring out internally what you need, what you desire, what matters to you, what you need to be happy within yourself, self-love, self-care, self-maintenance, self-identification, self-assurance, all of those things are primarily very, very much so important. Like over anything else, you must do those things because it sustains so much of who you show yourself to be. Okay. And the last is the anchor. Um, I often speak about anchorship a lot because I personally feel like an anchor. Right. And um, sometimes that's not a great thing. Um, it's a beautiful thing for everyone else, but it's not always a good thing for the anchor because the anchor has to know how to anchor itself. And so when it comes to the anchor, um, an anchor is someone who puts relationships first. They put the external first by nature. Naturally collaborative and cooperative, likes to work together as a team. In other words, there is a two-person two system, right? There is a, I recognize you as a different person from me. I do not mind that you're different. I'm not disappointed by you because I know that I'm disappointing at times. I'm not affected as much by the things you do because I'm not as threatened by your abandoning me or by um, taking over those things don't really bother me so much. So I don't overreact. I'm nicer as an anchor because I'm not as afraid. I'm not insecure. So I don't have any reasons to be aggressive, but I do expect things. So the anchor is very understanding, very compassionate, very considerate, very collaborative, but has high expectations. Oftentimes these are silent expectations that they never voice. Okay. Anchors are better at relationships because they're not burdened by memories of trauma in the same way. Um, the things you do don't trigger me because I'm not insecure. If I were insecure in the relationship, then those things would start to really trigger me because they become a threat to my existence. But when they don't become a threat to my existence, it's because I've already assumed 
You're an individual. I don't take on your faults as mine. I don't take on your ideas as mine. I understand that it's a two party system. And I think that that is a beautiful energy to be in. But it's also, again, the silent expectations of being received the same way. But when you're an anchor, you typically are not going to receive that in a reciprocal way because you are the anchor. So it's your job to anchor through. But you have to understand that some things require your anchorage to stop. Some things require you to choose to not allow people in in a certain way. Um, these are parts of your experience as a person, as a leader, as a, as a person in a relationship. You understand that there's duality, but you also most importantly understand that you must be able to delegate. That's different. So with an anchor, it's not as much trauma. Right. It's just more of being able to share the weight um, with the wave. It's insecurity. It's, it's feeling inadequate. It's understanding your inner value. OK, it's understanding the importance of that period. And then with the island, it's about. Not pushing people away as a defense mechanism so that you can feel more in control than you really are. It's important that we understand these things when it comes to our emotional state in our intimate relationships, because if we understand the patterns in which why we do things, then we can understand how to stop them. We can understand how not to do the things once we understand what we do. And I feel like a lot of people. Um, when you are young, you know, let's say you are an island, you're from an island family, you you feel that you're loved. If you are a certain way, you're burdened by your childhood roles, you fear of, you know, that being in, an, in a relationship will prevent you from being able to perform. It'll prevent you from being who you are. And you're used to your parents being around all the time or the Gordon being around all the time. You are used to this. You may often hear them say my mama was there, my daddy was there or my grandparents were there, but they didn't really interact or care too much. You know, they didn't really tell me they love me too much. Um, you know, I had to, I, I had to grow up fast because mama worked so much or daddy worked so much. So I had to just do what I had to do. Mama didn't have time to tell me, you know, she loved me and nurture my, my wounds and all of that. You will, you'll notice the difference in a person who isn't accustomed to the emotional nurturing, um, than a person who is. They just move differently. Their idea of a relationship is just different. And when you think about waves, a wave typically comes from a household that has a time self-regulating or they regulate through frustration or anger or frustration, right? They feel overwhelmed. They take it out on a child. Um, you feel like, you're too confused or you're too stressed. You either want them close or you push them away. You know, all children at a certain age practice punishing. Um, it's an important stage in childhood to practice the I hate you, you know, or close the door, slam the door. You know, the kids are slam the door. But the wave parent, the parent of a child like that will punish in return because they don't like the rejection. Right. That's the discipline. Don't slam a door in my house. I'm that person. Don't slam no door in my house, but I'm not going to 
beat you, right? I'm not going to whip you for that. Um, but you have to don't think because you discipline your child that you're a wave parent. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that a lot of times a parent or a spouse or whomever will overreact to the rejection, not because of what that rejection really meant, but because of the fact that they were rejected in the first place. That rejection stems and triggers a response that is unwarranted to the issue at hand. Okay. And a lot of times this type of parents or spouses need to be dependent. They need the child. They need the partner to be dependent on them and close to them. But then they get frustrated because you're too needy and you're interrupting them and you're just around too long. These are very insecure attachment types, you know, whether you're on the clinging side, which is the wave or the distancing side, which is the island. Either one, neither one of these type of, of individuals or people trust a dependent relationship. Anywhere we have to depend on each other is not going to be a good thing for this particular, for either of these. And that's because of the fears. That's because of their selfishness. That's because of their insecurity. That's because of their inadequate feelings internally that are unresolved. At the bottom of both islands and waves, it is a fear of feeling left and a fear of abandonment. So they both behave as one person system. So the most successful type of a relationship, even though it can be heavy burden is the anchor because the anchor is able to detach from feeling like it is my fault that this person does this, or it is, I'm not good enough because this person isn't around or this person has to choose work or this, it has nothing to do with you. It's understanding the parts you play and the parts you don't play in a behavior of someone exterior to you. And this is why it's very helpful to understand the parts that you play in a relationship or in a connection, because it helps you to evolve from the space that you're in and not push aside or push down the parts that you play. It is very, very important when you're in a relationship, you Understanding your attachment in theory helps you to understand how you could be self-sabotaging and also sabotaging a relationship that you find yourself connected to and understanding that I must disconnect in some way, shape or form in a more productive way, in a way that's more cohesive to where it is that we're building so that we can begin to evolve beyond the state that you're currently in. Okay. So these are some very interesting um, styles of attachment that go in hand with a lot of the attachment types. So it helps you to understand your partnerships more. It helps you to understand the partners that you're with more. It helps you to understand yourself and the parts you play in the relationships that you have, not only with your intimate partners, but your children and your spouses and your coworkers and your parents as well, friendships as well. Okay. So these things affect you in all ways of your life in your commitments in how you view your spirituality. Some people attach so deeply to beliefs and patterns of religious rituals because they don't understand life without it. 
And it's not a bad thing to believe in something, but it is when you don't understand the real depth and importance of it, when you're only clinging to it because you feel it's a part of your identity. It's important to understand that the root of who you are is a very multifaceted being. And you must understand yourself more than you are desiring someone else to understand you. Okay. So I love you guys again. Thank you so much for all of your love, your support. And I hope this assists you in your inner knowing of thyself and your partnerships. It's very important to understand the duality of everything. Okay. I love you guys. Until our next daily dose of energy, please be gentle with yourself, gentle with others and continue to evolve and grow in your life as well as your partnerships. Okay. Thank you. I love you. And until our next daily dose of energy. Bye.